0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Boom in the Night. I am one of your hosts, Night Tide, and this is
1: My Boomstick, hello. My boomstick, hello. Yeah, I got that sultry sick voice until I actually start regular talking.
0: I know. I'm like, ooh, that
1: that's yeah. sultry. Mm. And then nasally hot. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm my boomstick.
1: I'm my boomstick. I'm just a little
0: nasally. I need uh
1: I need some <laughs> For those that can't tell, I am, I am still sick. So we are, we are on, on the, on the, hopefully the latter half of being ill. Well, let's, 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 let's let's just
0: focus on being, being well. And by being well, I mean, we are on episode 24 of Boom in the Night, which, holy crap, guys, 24 episodes. We're getting up there, That's a lot, dude. Yeah.
1: We're getting up there. Half a year. It is. It's,
0: this is, this is a solid effort and it's, it's, been paying off for in spades, I think, and I'm very appreciative of it. Um, so that said, we have on the agenda for you today. Uh, we are are ten days removed from PAX West. We didn't do a show last week because you weren't back yet from uh, from PAX, and I no. needed a day because, damn, if PAX doesn't take it out of you,
1: it yeah, it and, does very very much so.
0: But conveniently. When we came back from PAX, we had the Destiny Two launch, and then very recently we had the Spider-Man launch. So we've got lots to talk about for you today. So sit back, relax, enjoy yourselves, and listen. That being said, dude, PAX, dude, tell tell me how how did you feel about PAX? I did.
1: I didn't get to enjoy PAX because I booked like way too many meetings and stuff like that um i was like oh man like i'm gonna be able to do all this stuff in between this stuff and i in seattle was like huh nope uh because literally everywhere i had to go was like a 30 minute walk to the next thing even if it was in the convention center yeah it was it was so not super easy to get around in there yeah so for me it was uh one of those things that it, it it yeah like i didn't have fun at pat like i had fun meeting everyone and hanging out with everyone but i didn't get to have fun at the convention i
0: can i can sympathize
1: with that i i i booked way too much and tried to do way too much like it was just impossible well,
0: let's let's break that down in a second, right? Because you you had an experience that a lot of other mixer partners did, uh, and something I did not, because for some reason I, I didn't get a media pass, but you did. So, what what is all involved when you get a media pass through PAX?
1: Uh, the first day you get in an hour early. Well, but I mean, like leading up to PAX. Like you, oh, um, you were on so like a, you told me you were on like a mailing list, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They send you like a mailing list where, or they put you on a mailing list where like you can make all these appointments and, and do all this stuff. And like, it's like a bunch, it's mostly almost all indie games. Like, you know, some, some big developers do, do uh, uh reach out and stuff like that, but it's mostly like indie games just being like, Hey, come by, check stuff out, hang out and, and things like that. And um you know it's also one of those things like yeah it it, like you get a lot of emails like a lot a lot and like you know it's like game codes and stuff too and it's stuff I would never play so it's not like I was actively redeeming everything but I mean so essentially yeah like you know you fill out your information you get approved or denied for the badge Um, and then they just put you like on the media mailing list, which like some of it doesn't even have to do with packs now. Like it's just more or less like info blasts, So where it's just like, this is coming out about the game. Right.
0: And so for me, (coughs) I was, I was curious because a lot of, again, like you said, there was a lot of meetings that you could set up. And so in hindsight, based on your experience, I'm actually almost happy that I didn't get, get the media badges. Cause I feel like if I would have, especially with my limited time there, I would have tried to do way too much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Because you, Wait. I mean, to me, to me, when you were setting stuff up, I remember you Which talking about the, leading up that, to it, that it was almost like you felt obligated, right? They're like, these people are reaching out to you and you're like, you're attending a convention as a content
1: creator. You're like, I, I have to do these things. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, i mean like you think it's gonna be good for like you know career but it's also gonna be fun and it's an opportunity and stuff like that that's like you know uh i had the ability to stream at the elgato booth which is like the the official pax booth because i had a media badge and it's like looking back on it would i have done that like i to me now it's kind of like a maybe more than it is like a like oh yeah of course dude because i mean that was like two hours on my day where i could have you know been in line or trying to look at something else as opposed to just streaming
0: right well and so that's that that has me curious too right because you know you you take those opportunities and the benefit is is that supposedly you're you know you're getting some extra exposure and things like that but what i understood after the fact though was that you were streaming basically from your own channel just with kind of like the elgato
1: overlay is that what yeah yeah, yeah 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 I had like the overlays and stuff like that already set up for you like all you did was put in your stream key and you just went oh I mean, well oh my god the mouse was set on like a nine million dpi dude like i couldn't <laughs> even play the I, I like the thing is i'm burned down on Fortnite, and like i made this like reservation like a month and a half in advance and they're like what game would you like to play and like i'm still like mostly playing Fortnite at the time i'm like well Fortnite. i'm sure someone else is going to be playing that i'm sure they'll have it downloaded And, like, I can just, you know, hop on that and and be hunky-dory. It'll be all good. Like, I don't have to worry about it. Like, you know, because, like, someone, you know, uh, actually a rather larger streamer was in front of me, and they didn't get to download his game in time, so he more or less, like, canceled his session. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, like, you know, unfortunately, it still has, like, so many gigs to go, you're not going to be able to get it done in time. And he was like, oh, okay, and just, like, walked out. <laughs> so well, I mean fair enough. I mean if they're not ready yeah, for him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it wasn't like any of them were mad. He was just like, oh, okay, like, you know, it you know, that sucks, but it whatever. is what it is.
0: Yeah. Um so so anyway, so you've Basically again you you felt like Pax for you was kind of a wash because you're just constantly busy doing stuff
1: and yeah. then the, so I guess Which the, is a, it's it's a good thing but like I didn't get to enjoy it as like a content creator or a gamer because I was always working. Well and so
0: that was my that was going to be my question, right? Like do you feel like there do you feel from a a creator perspective that these opportunities that you took helped out your channel at
1: least in in the long term? In terms of we'll developing see. some relationships? I mean, we'll see, but I kind of, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, it's, the thing is about these conventions is that, like, while you do get to, you know, press the flesh, um, you get to, you know, you get to talk <laughs> to these people face-to-face. They also talk to 10,000 other people. And while I do feel like I can, right. like, make an impression and leave an impression on people, um, because I feel, you know, that's what's gotten me to this point for the most part, Um is it's it's one of those things that like they're that they are doing like i'm doing my job and they're doing their job right and the thing is like you're you're all meeting in the midst of doing your job and while you kind of will remember people and like talk to people and stuff like that um i i don't think i don't think it's as great for networking as people make it out to be now like the parties. The parties are better for networking than the con itself. So my thing is, I would rather not have any meetings whatsoever during the con hours, and then have like lunch and like or dinner, dinner meetings. Right. You actually try and schedule some time away. <coughs> Where yeah, schedule time away because like you know that's like like the Elgato guys. Like you know, uh, I, I've talked to Elgato on and off for like six months now you know it would have been great to us like finally meet those dudes and actually just sit down and have a conversation with them like you know us as people as opposed to like you know my boomstick and elgato
0: right um that's a that's a super valid point i mean i i definitely had a bonsai pax experience and i felt like mm-hmm. the first day that i was there was just I don't want to say overwhelming from like a oh like the walls are closing in overwhelming, but like it was just overwhelming yeah. meeting so many people on that first day, from you know from you guys yeah. to <clears throat> you know to other partners to staff, uh, and and doing the hype zone live stuff at the end of the day. Now like the mixer event stuff was great, you know, and then we had the mixer mixer after the show was was going which was another good opportunity to network and i felt like i took that too but i i kind of agree with you it was hard to it was hard to relax and have fun at the show even again not having appointments or not having you know the the medias kind of badge even though you on friday it was pretty sweet when you got to take me over to the uh, the dying light booth and we got to play bad mm-hmm. blood that was that was awesome that was a yeah. lot of fun but like you said from a networking and, and- perspective it was it was kind of awkward because yeah you you like they, they, they,
1: they literally have a line of two hundred people waiting to right. get in and you and like, it's cut not, the line it, <laughs> and I mean I cut the line because I have an appointment um, right
0: but but that, I mean like was... you're our chance to talk with the PR guy right because just from a networking yeah. perspective right. That was all of two
1: and a half minutes. Yeah, exactly. Maybe.
0: We had we had no real chance to talk to the PR guy, and then once we <clears throat> once we did, and we got onto the floor, like we basically played two games, and then hey, your session's up. And luckily yeah. for us, you know, Zay had a malfunction had a malfunction on her PC, and it brought over one of the guys who I think was a developer. Uh, yeah, yeah, for the game uh, Robert, it was like i
1: the event as yeah. well.
0: And he he kind of, you know, the three of us just kind of got talking about Dying Light in general and how much we're fans of the of the game and of the series. And that kind of bought us a little extra something, something. But it didn't again. It didn't feel like a full yeah. network. Right. Like because the guy that we're supposed to be talking to from a PR perspective was just kind of like, yeah, I'm working here today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was not exactly. much more like, than that, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's one of those things like it was at like the mixer party where we actually got to meet the people and and like but even you know, then, have a have that a beer was, like but that's still that was still a blitz you could tell everybody had their game day pants on
0: well it, it was that but then like it, it, that room was so loud and so for yeah. those of you to wonder what we're talking about mixer uh for each of these <laughs> big conventions they try to set up what they call an industry mixer where they they book a room somewhere or try and get some place where they can bring all the mixer partners that have attended the event and then people from the industry that are interested in talking and working with partners and get them all in the same room. And it, while it was a good experience to kind of meet people and to, to say hi and kind of hang out, it still didn't feel to me like uh, as genuinely beneficial from a networking perspective. Now that I say that, but like I made, I made some contacts with like uh, people that worked for AMD and I followed up on them the next day on Saturday. And that, Felt like it kind of paid off a little bit, um, but you know, I, I made some other connections. But some of those people didn't even have cards to give me, so I can't even follow up with emails and be like, "Hey, it was really nice getting to know you." Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Right. So it, there's there's a lot of that 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 feels, um, you know, feels like they're like misconnections, right? Like I feel like I need a Pax misconnections. Like, hey, I we talked for like two minutes, and it was really nice about promoting your game, yeah. and I really want to talk. More can we do? Remember that? that time
1: I was you were holding a beer and I had to yell in your face because it was so loud in that room. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's do this some more together. But like, I can't. Hit I me can't up. say.
0: I can say the. So Saturday though, I I did go and and let me see let me see if I can try like make some sense out of this. So again, I completely agree with what you said in terms of it. It just being kind of this whirlwind experience that was tough to enjoy. It was it was hard to enjoy as a gamer. Uh, As a mixer partner, it was nice because we got to meet other partners because I got to meet other partners and and you guys. And so there, there was definitely like this element of joy, but everybody also seemed like they were so busy trying to do things and trying to network and make moves that no one was able to just enjoy each other's company for longer than maybe 10 minutes in between the next thing, right? Me especially, given the fact that I was only there for two days now. From a networking perspective though, to kind of corroborate what you were saying, I think the yeah. the nicest times that I can think about during PAX period were when we had lunch on Friday, because we just got to pull away and it was like, you know, you, me, Zay, Tim, Mimi, Countess, and, and Pie yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Pirate King, and, and we just kinda of like sat and chilled and just had food. <laughs> like that, yeah. that that experience is definitely more preferable over, you know, everything that was going on within the partner booth and all that kind of
1: craziness. You know, what's sad is my packs was so busy. I forgot that happened until you just literally said that.
0: Right. But I mean, like it's a whirlwind, right? But, but Saturday, so I went back to the AMD booth and I talked to those guys and uh, I, the, the most meaningful conversation that I had from a networking perspective that entire day where, where I actually felt like, Hey, I got a hustle. Like I went to THQ. I went to square. Yeah. I went to the Xbox booth. I tried to go to Bungie. I tried to go to PlayStation. I went to AMD mm-hmm. and in the most successful conversation I thought I had was with AMD because the guy that was over kind of like the stream teams, I caught him yeah. where he needed to eat lunch before yeah. he went to another thing, before he went to another thing. And he was sitting there stuck looking at me, having to talk to me because his boss told him to. And, and I was like, Hey man, you want to go get some food? I heard you need lunch. And he's like, please. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Right. Like, right. Where is food? I just got here today. And I'm like, let me take you to food. And so like, I actually got to talk with the dude for like 45 minutes over, over his lunch. Cause I didn't really eat anything, but like that, yeah, right. that was, that was that's cool opportunities. That was the good conversation that happened, but but yeah, like PAX in general, like let's let's talk about what it is though, right? PAX is a game show. It is all about the games. There were a, just a massive amounts of games, and you and I can super seriously uh, get sucked into business because that's why you and I were there. But like, if we peel the layer of that onion back, to where like we can just be nerdy gamers, there
1: were so many games, man. Oh, my God. Like, it's amazing just to walk around the convention. Like, that's why, like, you know, I already told you, like, we're looking at PAX East. Like, we're going to skip south probably, but we're looking at PAX East, and, like, I'm not booking anything until, like, late afternoon. Right. And, like, because I'm not going to be rushed because, like, I actually want to enjoy the convention for what the convention is, which is just, like, you know, it's a form of video game Christmas.
0: Right. Like, I kind of wish that that if i were to go if I, it's like i kind of feel like if i wanted to go again which i do i just don't know when that's going to happen now yeah but yeah i if, got you if i were to go to another pax specifically pax if i were to go to e3 i'd want to be there the whole time but like specifically pax i might not show up until the last two days because i feel like that's when the mm, con- conventions you. kind of like winding down And people are tired, sure, but I feel like the lines are probably shorter to actually be able to play some stuff. Like, I would have loved to be able to play Darksiders and love to be able to play Tomb Raider. I would love to play Spider-Man. But at the same time... I'll I'll
1: put it like this, though. Like, if you're there for swag and merch, go the first two days. If you're there to explore, go the last two days. True.
0: But, I mean, like, I just as a gamer, I would have preferred to be there the last two days and just really hang out because everybody seemed, from what I saw within like Twitter and everything, that people were super embracing the chill on on like Sunday, Monday, where whereas it the the grind was on on Friday, Saturday. Now, again, that said, there was it felt like there was this really nice calm energy both days that was just made made an excited energy by like us in trying to get around and hustle bustle. But yeah. overall, dude, I don't know, I I didn't feel. I didn't feel, um, I don't know. I, I wasn't like anxious or nervous at all during PAX. I felt like it was actually no. very relaxed. Like you just walking around and, and people were, you know, doing some epic cosplay and, you know, and other people were just kind of hanging out and like there's a of I was tired AF. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Dude, just <laughs> tired, super tired. But I mean, so overall though, your, your takeaways were you did too much and yeah. you've lived and learned for next time. The overall event's cool. Networking, it sucks.
1: That, yeah, for networking, yes. Sum? Like my my best networking came like when I wasn't anywhere near the convention.
0: So, I I would just say that I concur with that, and like I definitely even only even though I was only there for two days, I don't regret growing regret going at all. I think it was still a worthwhile experience to go, um, but having. Having done this now, there's definitely uh, efficiencies, I guess, that I could reflect upon and make that uh, that I wouldn't try and do too much. Like even even just doing some of the mixer events that we did, right, where we did the podcast panel in the morning. Um,
1: yeah, you know. Doing well, I mean, the, the, like the some
0: have... live casting in the afternoon the first day, yeah. like those things were great opportunities that I would absolutely take again, but part of me was like oh i want to do more of these things i want to do more of these things yeah. because you're kind of like caught up right like we're streamers we like being in front of the spotlight right like it's what we do we kind of like to own the stage and uh, but it, there's so much to do and there's so yeah. much to see that like you said hold like really pinning yourself down and only and doing trying to do too much is is just as much a detriment because you you feel like you're missing out on so much. I mean, hell, I would have yeah. loved to spend more time just walking around the tiny build booth, man. Like they oh, dude, really absolutely, epic, the they packs. had some great
1: looking stuff, man. Yeah, that what
0: is it? Was it hell Hellpoint? Yes. That looks super cool. Like
1: it looked like a oh.
0: dead space and Dark Souls had a baby. Yeah, like why is Isaac wielding a spear and killing things like it's Dark Souls? I love it you know like it was it was cool man but there's just a lot of there's a lot of stuff man there's just a lot of stuff at PAX um but I don't know maybe south in and, and east to be different because I hear west is the
1: biggest show even though east is like really cranking east up. east is like big big but like west is like big 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 so I mean like I I think where west is like 80 to 100,000 people east is more like 60 to 80,000 I think oh wow so it's, it's comparable,
0: but it's not as big. See, for me, it would have been better if they just would have had a different space. Like, the the convention hall was split into, like, two huge areas, but then it was also on another floor that I never even made it to, which I'm sad about because there's a lot of cool stuff on that floor. Yeah. But like, you, sure, you can get around the show floor in a day. You can get around the show floor in an hour or so, but, like... It, there's just so much to take in that, that you like having that all in one single space would have been so much nicer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, like I'm trying to like put together some meaningful takeaways about packs, but again, like for, for us, because we had such a business minded focus and going yeah. and trying I to regret that. as a business, 100%. Set, it really it took away a lot of the kind of mysticism or the wonder whimsy yeah that that of just being a gamer and going and seeing that i mean hell when you grab the my
1: my biggest joy was getting to meet my friends right like getting to meet you getting to meet uh insert coin theater and like all that stuff
0: like we i just want like a mixer con where like the whole point is just to go and chill like can i have that please yeah like, I can just go and hang out with partners, and we don't need to get games that haven't been released yet. Let's just have, like, a bunch of TVs with a bunch of games where we can, like, sit back and either play yeah. some Jackbox or, or you know, do some, like, yeah. like you know, freaking give me some, like, Wii Sports or something. Like, I don't even mm-hmm. care. Just something where we can kind of chill and have fun and relax together and get to know each other because there were a lot of people that, one, that, that we've known for so long, right, that we finally got to meet. And there's a bunch of people that I didn't know. Like I got to, like the the two people that came to mind that that I didn't know really at all going into PAX, but that kind of were just really nice to talk to. Uh, I had a really nice conversation with Jordan Lane at the Mixer Mixer. And then Mm -hmm. I got to know uh, Mix, Mix Meiosis. Super cool dude. I've like seen slash heard of him, had never really interacted with him at all. Super nice guy. I decided to raid him last night too because I saw he was playing Spider-Man. And, like, it was really really nice chilling in the stream. It's like those opportunities to, like, meet people are are really what's cool about this too is because it really brings back that feeling of the Mixer fam that we used to have. I don't want to say used to have because it's still there. But, like, the feeling of that we're part of a larger community um, that I don't want to say f- – <sighs> I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Like Beam, Beam when we first joined, was like this really tight-knit community.
1: Yeah, it was a and family then, community.
0: And then now the platform's so big, even though it, people would say, oh, it's still a small platform, it's big. It's oh. big enough to a point where like people become partners and I have no idea who they are, right? Like that never used to happen. If someone was a partner, it, you like there was a website party for them basically.
1: And, oh, dude. Well, well I mean, that's like the happens. only time most of us ever hit 100 viewers – is like when someone got partnered and like half the website would literally host them up.
0: Right. Just because it was like this this yeah. celebration of everything. And and it's not that we don't want to do that anymore, that we don't have that opportunity. It's just like there's it's it's so big. It's the scale, right? It's the economy's the scale. It's just so big that we can't do that anymore. So when we actually get to take time and and meet one another and and have like these really positive connections with other partners and other people on the platform it really it really helps to bring bring that feeling or that that like back to presence right that no 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 mixer really is a community we're tight knit you know we we all care about each other and we really want to see the platform succeed and and even though it's growing to scale like it we still can have those interactions and have that feeling it it was a really yeah. positive thing for me um but yeah dude i don't know it was, it was nice it was really nice. And meeting meeting people like like Kenny, like some Kenny if you listen to this buddy, it was super nice to, to finally meet people that like have been around your channel for a long time like Aurora Glenn, you know, like Rainbow. Like there's so many just again, just so many people that it was I mean, nice it's to all, you know, it. I
1: mean Well, I mean, we always think of context of streamers, man, but like there's like a ton of viewers that like go to to hang out. Like, you know, a lot of people don't even know what streaming is, like right. um Day when I was in in the streaming pod or whatever doing my thing like she's you know she said more than half the people walking by was like what is he doing really and like you know everybody like you know of course like everybody around me is a streamer or like watches streams and they're like he's streaming like what do you mean what is he doing (laughs) streaming (laughs) like the thing even I think even said like streamer booth on it um and so yeah it's just like what like what are you talking about be nice um, to
0: the PAX attendee. It's not their fault they can't read, like right? CC. You know,
1: but yeah, it's like one of those things that, like, I don't know, man. It, like, I, I, I just, I'm, 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 I'm bummed that I just didn't get to enjoy PAX. I'm even more bummed because, god damn do I hate flying on a plane that long. <laughs> oh yeah, my god, travel, travel was
0: travel was a nightmare for both of us. I Let's, almost died, bro. Yeah, you, you did literally. You almost died. Almost I almost died of exhaustion but you almost died literally so we're
1: just we're just <laughs> Zay keeps being like it's normal it happens all the time you didn't almost die I'm like you were asleep <laughs> you were asleep yeah you do I not know died. what I went through I she almost, almost died. died
0: just just cause, just cuz the airplane had to take off again it's fine it's fine. Yeah,
1: right. Just because yeah. I saw the lights of the runway, then all of a sudden we're being pointed straight up. You know, no biggie, no biggie, yeah, whatever. It's fine. The engines like, go
0: fast for a they, reason. It's
1: fine. Yeah, they had to do some flight simulator stuff. Um, yeah. but like, oh my god, dude. Like, I, I, I know we're going to move on, but like, yeah, five and a half hours in the airplane, without a doubt, is probably about four hours longer than my cutoff that I that I can like sustain in a plane, without like beginning to be driven mad. That's fair. That's totally fair. Some
0: people are built for air travel, some aren't. I I had bad experiences on my planes just because I had horrible seats next to people and I was flying on a really crap airline. So
1: yeah,
0: you know, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. But but we went to Pax. We survived. We finally got to meet each other. It was amazing. Yes. And uh, it, me, I say meet each other in person, in the flesh. I got to have fleshy man hugs with Boom, and it was great. Um. Dingus no, like, to, what Dingus disappoints me, me, me is, like, me and,
1: me and you didn't get, like, a really long hangout session.
0: No, we didn't. And part, of I think part of that was just, again, part of it was logistics, right? We were we were both doing stuff, like, crazy. Saturday was your busiest day. It was my last day. Friday, I had just gotten in. I was trying to get my bearings. Hell, I got to my room, my my hotel room at 2 o'clock, and I, like, finally, you know, I got a, I got a change of clothes because I just felt grimy. I got a change of clothes. I called my wife. And then I woke up and it was three thirty, and I was like, "Wait, wait, what happened? Oh no, did I literally like I I only had so much time? Why did I take a nap? You know, I needed it <laughs> though. I was beat, man. I oh, dude, wrecked. yeah. But uh, but yeah. So but though we we went to Pax, we survived. We we got to do a bunch of awesome stuff, and then we come home, and we come home to to something that had been seriously hyped for I don't know the past you know month or so if not a little bit longer and that is the destiny to expansion uh the forsaken expansion and we finally got to put our hands on it and i'm yes. just going to i'm just going to leave this open to you what do you think so far
1: <clears throat> um i i enjoy the game a lot again but it's also like a game that i can only play Two to three hours in in like a burst you know what i mean yeah. like it's no it's not a game i can play all day it's still like i i don't know if it's burnout from how much i played it way back in the day or if like i just i don't have interest in that world as much anymore but i can get in play two or three hours knock out some stuff knock out some some bounties and things like that and i mean i will say like forsaken has saved this game like 100 percent. like for the forsaken dlc has taken what was a dying game that no one had any interest in and, like, breathed new life into it. Like, you know, you can see that from, like, streams and stuff. People didn't touch this game. Now, like, you have, like, some of the world's biggest streamers actively, like, streaming the game for a week straight now. Um, and so it's 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 one of those things that, like, yeah, it has definitely breathed new life into the game, and it, and it deserves it because it's actually a really good uh, uh, expansion and update, like, you know. They went back to some things they should have never changed in the first place. Right. There. And and it's starting it's starting to feel like Destiny again. And that's the thing about Destiny. Like Destiny always felt good to play. Like the gameplay of Destiny was always like top-notch to me. Uh and things like that. So I mean, like, that was never the problem. Like constantly was never
0: the story but, sucking us in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with well, that too. Like, but I mean, they they finally have that now too. Like, you know, there's actually like a kind of decent story like you know Cade gets killed and and we need to avenge him because you don't mess with Cade well, and, and spoiler alert there's again
0: so literally this is a spoiler alert if you don't want to be spoiled on Destiny 2 Forsaken then you should probably turn I, Well, I, the I, I I said the Cade thing simple and no no uh, no Kate, Kate, like, that's that's well know. known that's that's yeah, publicized Cade's yeah, yeah. dead but what I'm about to say is actual spoilers for the DLC for the expansion if you haven't uh if you haven't played it yet and you want to be dark on it then like tune me out for the next like two minutes just make sure you skip ahead and, and do that stuff. But ba-da-da-da. we finally yeah but we finally have a voiced protagonist. And not only that we finally hear from the traveler. The traveler actually talks to you in this one. And I was like, holy crap dude Mike my, my not only have I a, didn't even I,
1: I didn't know that <laughs> yeah when, I, <laughs> that's when awesome you're,
0: when you're picking up your new power your new ability
1: yeah that's like litty.
0: It, like the speaker's talking to you quote unquote but it's the traveler the traveler's basically saying like like I'm I'm here to give you new light. I'm here to protect the human race. Are you going to help me protect the humans and stuff? And and I was like, oh, like these are these is like, I can't believe no one's talking about this. This is actually big news right now because for so long we have no idea had had no idea what the traveler's motives were, why the traveler was doing what it did, why it mm-hmm. was there, you know. And and it basically just confirmed in that little segments of dialogue, it was like, yo, I'm here to help y'all. Like you're 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 the reason why I'm here, and we are working together to try and you know thwart the darkness. And it's like, oh, oh, okay, okay, then, yeah, let's 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 go do that. Yeah, that sounds neat. Let's let's keep doing all that. Right. So they're finally delving into that additional story. And so I'll say, cut the we'll cut the spoiler there. If you're if you're we're waiting for the spoilers to be done, they're done. Um, but you know, for those things to kind of happen, for those things to be presented within the story itself, just yeah. lends the fact to where Bungie, I think, is is feeling more comfortable in progressing that story and really putting it out there. Um, you know, we all know that Destiny One was riddled with with story rewrites and cuts and all kinds of crap around the game, and we were all hoping that Destiny Two was really going to write that ship. And while mm-hmm. I'll say that the the Gaul storyline with the Cabal and everything from the main it campaign of Destiny Two, it was a great, it was a great story. It was a, a fun campaign to play. It still didn't progress the story to me in any meaningful way, other than what yeah. happened at the end, where kind of the Traveler reawakens, right? And and that that was like the, I don't know. The, it, it still was this feeling like, okay, well, that was a fun adventure, but why? Like what's next? Give you know you you you're just you continuing to tease me, Bungie. You're not actually giving me any meat and potatoes here. You know I might as well be be fighting Oryx again, right? Like it's it's not there was there was nothing really there to to suck me back in from an overall yeah. game perspective. But I digress. There is a story now. It it felt it feels good. I haven't even fi- I haven't finished it yet because Destiny two we played it and then Spider Man came out. So I was like, well. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well,
0: I got Spider Man.
1: Um, I'm not even close to finishing. Like I'm still like light, like 370, 380, or yeah, I,
0: I broke 400, something like that. But I've only done maybe two story missions, so yeah, you know, there's a lot still to do within the DLC, and there's a lot from a story. Yeah, I got, I, I got
1: a lot, to, a lot,
0: a lot, a lot to do. But see, I, I like that, and you, you mentioned, you know, the one to three hour bursts or so, right? Like,
1: yeah,
0: I think that's honestly for me anymore, especially as that's a content good. creator, that's plenty. Like if I can if I can boot that game up
1: for a day, and I was actually trying to think about it. It's not my main game, so like I'm happy just turning it on and like going at my own pace.
0: Right. Well, that's that's the one thing that Destiny Two did really well, though, is it made the game accessible for casuals, and and I think that was the the criticism that it got too was that it Destiny One was a super grindy experience. Like you really had to put in work to get to max yeah. light level in Destiny 1. and Destiny 2, they swung the pendulum really far back the other way and made it so that even if you were a a casual casual, you could keep up with the pack, at least in terms of power. You may not have the, the best gear. You may not have the best weapons. You certainly aren't going to have like the exotics and the masterworks and all that stuff that other people would, yeah. but at least you would be able to compete and participate in raid activities and endgame activities and stuff like that. And yeah. in the hardcore grinders were like, this sucks. I did this in like a day. What the hell? And you're like, okay, well, now they have to find some middle ground. And I think Forsaken is inter- reintroduces, like you said, a lot of good systems that help to find that, that middle place, that place where we can say, all right, well, if you're still casual, you can still have fun with this and keep up. But if you really want to grind the hell out of Destiny, like welcome to your new grind. Here it is and uh, and and they really kind of took advantage of that. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm I'm really happy with it. Like you said, Destiny has always been a fantastic shooter. That's that's what it is at its core. It's just fun to play. It's fun to boot up with friends. And and it's definitely back in terms of wanting to be in my repertoire. Like I'm torn this week, dude. We've got we we have Spider-Man which I've been playing, and I I really just want to keep on playing Spider-Man, but you know we have uh, we've got the the Call of Duty Blackout beta that's starting up tonight. Uh, this is this is Monday. We're recording this on Monday, September. If 10th I enjoy for that. I'll like
1: I play all week.
0: Right. You know, like so we've got Call of Duty coming out, and I still want to go back and play more Destiny 2 because uh, I want to go and I I want to be able to be raid ready at some point to play with people, and then I still have Spider Man, but then Shadow of the Tomb Raider comes out in
1: five days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It's like Jesus, oh, dude.
0: Damn it's like it. we like, wanted games, so and
1: like within a span of two weeks, we have two mini games. Where right. it's That's like, summer drought is more. done. Like we yeah. are in it, man. We are in fall.
0: So. I don't know. There's just there's a lot of stuff coming on. So I think Destiny 2, though, is definitely going to be one of those games where at least one or two times a week, I think, for an hour, an hour and a half, like half a stream, I can kick it on. I can run through some bounties. Maybe, you know, have some people yeah. hop in the lobby and run through it with me. You know, or maybe even it's something we can do on Bitten, right? We just hop on Destiny and freaking run around and get some bounties done. You know, I'm cool with that. That's a super Absolutely chill experience. <laughs> I'm like, actually, I'm like now that I think about it, that's a really good idea. Yeah, I mean,
1: well, I mean, I'm okay with that like i mean that's the thing like we are finally getting like we're in the season of where, where you know two months from now multiplayer games will be out in full force thank god and and that's like you know our bread and butter for the most part when it comes to games like i'm gonna start adding some single player games but like i like battle royales like i enjoy the hell mm-hmm. out of playing battle royales that's They're why fun. i played fortnite so much they're just paced
0: like, really well. They're, they they yeah. have a good pacing to them and they're fun and they're entertaining to watch. So
1: I mean, how They're great you... stream games because like it's like action then chill and talk. Action yep. then chill and talk.
0: Now, I will ask you this. I don't think you did cuz we didn't talk about it at all, but did you did you boot up the Battlefield 5 open beta at all? No, I didn't have time to. I booted it up for like an hour and and had a chance to play it. It's very smooth. It's very smooth. Oh, I smooth.
1: have no doubt. I'm sure. Um, I'm
0: sure. I, and I know this wasn't a talking point for us, but I figured I might as no, well no, just no, chuck fine. this in there. For those of you guys that are interested in Battlefield Five, right? Since we're talking about betas, real quick. Um, my my real quick gut check impressions of Battlefield Five. It was really smooth. The um, the sniping felt really good. I actually got like a like a chain of like four or five kills in a row with a sniper uh, at relatively close range, I felt like whatever I was using was really ineffective at long range, which for a sniper rifle was unacceptable, but that's besides the point. Um, but it was, it was good. It was smooth, but it was still Battlefield. It still it still had that, that core element to it that, that made it feel like Battlefield. So I think if you are looking forward to it, I think it makes really good improvements in terms of gunplay over the previous battlefields, but it's still at its core is is battlefield. So I don't know how it's going to do. I'm happy they pushed it back in terms of release date so that it's not in the pocket between Red Dead and COD. So I think it might actually have a chance of doing okay. But uh, but yeah, it's it's going uh, to be it's going to be it's probably one that fans of the series will really enjoy. I'll just say that. Yeah. So quick quick segue then, let's swing into our next and last topic ah! of Spider-Man.
1: What do you what do you think? You are you are the big comic Oh my god, guy. I love that game. I've been waiting for it for so long and it's here and it doesn't suck and it's really good. I concur. Oh god, my worries were that game would be awful. And then it comes out and it's awesome. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Yes!" oh my god like I, I for those that don't know i like actually reading spider-man comics and stuff like that um <clears throat> but it, it's it's one of the like i hadn't been able to keep up here with it probably in the last once superior spider-man became a thing like i that was like the beginning of my content creation career and so like uh i i kind of fell off from there um i know amazing spider-man comes back after that because for those that don't know superior spider-man is essentially uh doc ock in the body of peter parker so you know it's an interesting line it's 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 pretty neat that being said my mind just hurt right now well like the amazing original amazing spider-man run uh run which was like over 700 comics spoiler alert uh like it ends with like uh like peter parker getting killed and like doc ock like taking over his body spoiler alert yeah I mean, you know, it's like five years old at this point. If you hadn't, if you haven't read, I don't care. Sure, problem, not my problem. That's fine. Anywho, that's fine.
0: I'll accept
1: anywho, that. <clears throat> anywho, um, nah, man, the game's like really good. Like, I, the thing is, you know, we play on a, a website that's predominantly Xbox people, and that's fine because we're mostly Xbox people ourselves. Um, where like the whole time they're like. Oh, Batman looks better and I'm like you guys haven't even played this game like you're just looking at it and this is like early on before I had like any of like the extra gadgets or powers or anything like that like you know this is just like me swinging around punching people in the face which is so
0: satisfying
1: oh my god it is too especially like when you start unlocking stuff Mm -hmm. and like it just becomes more fluid like one of my favorite things to do now is just to absolutely like douse someone in webs and then like uh uh do it where you're swinging them around and throw them oh Mm -hmm. so satisfying but also the uh uh the web shot where like it's like a one shot like if you can pin them to a wall they're immediately knocked out Mm -hmm. oh god like that's so satisfying dude and like i still need to post that clip because that's like one of the dopest things that's ever happened in the game have you done like any of the car hijacking like mini games yet oh yeah like oh, where you yeah. jump on the car and like you go from like Hell side to yeah. side and not. Oh my god, that's so good! Did you do the helicopter part yet? No, I haven't got to do a helicopter. Oh, like I've I've been able to play the game about baby. five hours. Yes. I've un unlo- like so like I wanted to play over the over the weekend, even though I don't stream. But like I wanted to finish all the main story stuff on on stream. Right. So like all I did was like literally swing around and unlocked all the radio towers since that has nothing to do with the story. So
0: if you, if you get the chance (laughs) and you're off stream, I can tell you a couple things you can do offline. But anyway, so I'm going to chime in real quick and and reverse this. So I also think Spider-Man is amazing. I am not an Uber fan of the comics as much as you are, but from a video game standpoint, the game is amazing. It's, it's fluid it's beautiful. There's so many nuanced moments to it. And the more that you play it, there is there is an ungodly amount of dialogue in this game. Like, yeah. like
1: there's just, a lot going on.
0: There is an insane like let me just an insane amount of dialogue. Every time that that you do collectible stuff, there's unique dialogue. Every time that that you accomplish something within the story or a a side quest or even Mm -hmm. some of your like collectible mission things. There are other things that will pop up and react to you, whether it's Yuri or whether it's Jameson, like Jameson's constantly reporting on the stuff that you do as Spider-Man and it's all unique. And in context to stuff that you've just done, So I have yet to have repeat dialogue with anything and I'm 12 hours in that is mind blowing to me. Right. I mean, all of the all of the times that you go and you'll like you said, you unlock the towers, right? Yeah. So it part basically for, for those of you that are trying to get a sense of what this game is. One, it is a PlayStation exclusive, so you do need a PS4 to play it, um, which at this point in the life cycle is hashtag worth it. Because mm-hmm. it's so many good games that are, are exclusive to PlayStation right now that uh, that just keep coming out and they blow me away. I mean, God of War blew me away. Detroit Become Human blew me away. Uh, playing things like The Last of Us and and uh, you know um, Bloodborne and now this like this ga- this console continues to be extremely worth it. So I would suggest that if you're interested in Spider-Man or you're interested in God of War, you're interested in any of these games, or you're just like, hey, is it still a good time for me to play to buy a PlayStation? The answer is yes. Do it. Um, But anyway, so Spider-Man, though, is an open world. It's an open world game where you get to be Spidey. You're in New York. You get to web sling around. Um, There's definitely a main storyline to it. But one of the things that's really struck me being like 12 hours in or so is they've really done a good job of not just having like this one main narrative, but there's like four or five different narratives going on at the same time. And it makes it feel so much more authentic because as human beings, our lives are messy right? We have a lot of stuff going on. You know, I mean, for me, I, I have a full-time job that I have stuff that's going on with. I'm also a husband and my wife and I have our own stuff. And then I'm a dad and I have things individually with my two boys. And then I'm also a kid, right? So I'm a son. I got my old family drama. And then I've got streaming and the relationships and streaming and the stream itself and the games coming out. My life is this tangled web pun intended of stuff and they do a really good job of of giving you that sense as spider-man um but things that you can do are like unlock towers a la assassin's creed kind of that ubisoft model and then there's a ton of collectibles yeah
1: oh yeah dude this game is very ubisoft
0: yeah but there's there's a, a ton of collectibles in this game and a ton of variety of of collectibles and quests that you can go on but every single collectible that you pick up has some kind of voice element to it, right? Where like, you'll go and find all, all of his backpacks that he has scattered around and each one of them has like a little nugget of something inside that he talks about. It's not like it's a ton of dialogue, but it's like a couple sentences on why that thing was important to him at the time. And it just gives it this really wonderful, authentic, immersive presence to it, right? So I don't know, guys. I would say I'm, I'd say I'm somewhere between 12 and 15 hours in And my current percentage of completion is around 50%, which is about on par with what they said. They said if you're, you know, an average run for Spider Man was going to be somewhere in the area of 20 hours. And since I'm taking more of a completionist route and I'm playing on kind of the medium of the road difficulty, I'm, you know, I'm about halfway through the game at this point, at least in terms of like stuff. Because I literally, every time that it unlocks something for me to go collect, I just spend all that time collecting and i was just going to say oh yeah dude. from an offline perspective if you don't want to you know if you want to keep the main story alive uh just go around and do all the side crap <laughs> it's still so much fun to like do the you know uh break up robbers and like you said like do the whole fun things with the cars and collect all the backpacks and have that story because i really think you'd nerd out a lot on some of the stuff that well, i mean you find it's, in backpacks it's such a
1: fully lived in world that like it, yeah it, you You never, like, I've yet to go anywhere in playing this game. Like I said, I've only played it five hours, but, like, I've explored a lot. Um, I've yet to go anywhere where, like, it doesn't feel like they they put nuance in it. Right. And, like, that's the important thing to me is it's, like, this world doesn't feel, like, you know, that was one of my biggest, since we talked about Destiny earlier, that was always one of my biggest complaints with Destiny is that, like, you're supposed to be protecting, like, the human race, but yet you see humans nowhere um well they're in the tower man duh uh, exactly you know
0: (laughs) um but uh, i digress
1: (laughs) but still like the world wasn't lived in you know what i mean yeah i know Um, exactly what you mean but like it but this is like the complete opposite like i i probably spent like i said i didn't want to do like story stuff off stream so like i literally like just walked around like the sidewalk and like was saying hey to people just to continue (laughs) playing so awesome
0: you're like hey they're like what's up spider-man or occasionally you get the guys you suck
1: and you're like yeah right right it's just like you're a menace to this city and it's like oh you must be a uh fan of jameson radio
0: but uh but yeah so spider-man's fantastic though i think i've seen lots of people do it in, in different uh you know, at, at different points in the game so far. I've been trying to stay dark with you know with gameplay just because obviously I want to, you know, experience all that stuff for, first firsthand for myself. But yeah. Yeah, there's it's it's an, literally an amazing game. It is a truly amazing game. It's another another huge exclusive win for Sony this year. They've just been killing it with exclusives, man. It's it's literally incredible what they've been coming up with. I mean
1: like dude, we have it's it's i i you know as xbox people for the most part but like is is there going to be like any kind of like low-key xbox exclusive game on this This list at all for like game of the year no No, not even like like like, literally the top like five or like literally the top five are going to be all exclusives Whether that be Nintendo or, or, or PlayStation.
0: Yeah, they will be like, I mean, there might be some, there might be some indie stuff that Microsoft has published, right. Or comes out with that. That'll be contender for some indie stuff. But in terms of mainstream AAA game of the year thing, that's really featured on Xbox. Nope. Yeah. There will not be anything this year. Nothing memorable anyway. I mean, God of War is probably one of my top five games of all time spider-man is is a super unique and fun experience yeah other games that that i'm potentially excited for are either exclusive to playstation or they're you know third party um you know third party available on everything
1: Mm Mm-hmm. and i i is is smash coming out this year yeah smash is coming out
0: this year so that'll you know that's always a contender um but aside from that, man, I mean, you, what like Detroit Become Human is probably on going to be someone on on someone's oh, shortlist. Oh, absolutely. Um, Red Dead Two will probably be on people's you know shortlist. Mm-hmm. Shadow the Tomb Raider might be on people's shortlist. Nothing specific for Xbox, but uh, but yeah, I mean, just I don't know. And in, in, in Shadow of the
1: Tomb Raider an Xbox exclusive or is it on? all no, no, no on it's, everything?
0: it's everything. It's on everything. Okay, it's being marketed thinking. as an Xbox game, right? They because they have the marketing rights, but it's okay. Not, okay, it's not exclusive. The first one, the first one was exclusive for a year, and then the Rise of the Tomb Raider was multi-plat all at the same time, and then now this is releasing at the same time multiplat. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay.
0: So, but man, I think I think that's really it. So basically, consensus is Spider Man's amazing. Go play it.
1: Yes. That, that's Destiny's all I got. Two, Destiny Two for seconds neat. Go try it.
0: And that's going to do it for us for today. Next week, guys, look forward to hearing more about, I don't know, probably Cod Blackout and maybe some Tomb Raider, maybe some Dying Light, Bad Blood, because we, we're just having a quick sidebar that that's coming out soon. Uh, lots of fun stuff there. But we hope you enjoyed the conversation for today and today's podcast. If you did, please make sure that whatever platform you're on, you like it, give it a wonderful rating, and share it with your friends, because, you know, that's that helps us to grow. It It helps. It really does. <sighs> He's not which wrong. Is, which is you can find us mainly at anchor.fm slash BITN or Boom in the Night on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all the other places. That will be it, though, for me. I am Night Tide, and he is my Boomstick. You can make sure to follow it's us true. on Mixer.com slash Night and my Boomstick, as well as at Night Tide and at my Boomstick on Twitter and Instagram and, and my Boomstick
1: Gaming on Facebook? On Facebook, yes. Got it. I know. Trust me. I hate it, too. Got it. It drives, drives me insane. <laughs> we
0: will catch you guys next time. Love your faces. Bye-bye.
1: us